cliffcentral.com. All right, so here he is. Let's see the man, Brett Cohen. He's just joined us now. How's it, Brett? How are you doing, man? Morning, all. Very well, and you? Good. Are you all in the festive season? Morning. Let me see that shirt. Uh, I'm trying to I am. That's not, a, that's not your loudest shirt. I've yeah, seen, your shirt's I've seen like a ballad. Yeah. We're relaxed. We're taking it easy. We're uh, we're going for the Hawaiian Tom Selleck. I drive a Ferrari. Look, <laughs> what do you think? Need a mustache. Old play of t-shirts, as far as you go, dude. It'll... Oh, you're kidding me, mate! I'm not a big Coldplay fan. I, I prefer to be happy. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> what did Coldplay ever do to you, Brett? Oh, I, I, I mean, I can't really blame Coldplay, I don't suppose, but, uh, I, you know, not my favorite band. Stars, look how they shine for you. Oh, yeah. Buddy, you bring it to life. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, Coldplay is probably a little bit unfair. Right? It's not that bad, but I'm just saying it's, 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 the, it's the adult contemporary rock ballad among your collection of thrash metal T-shirts. Oh. <laughs> That's beautiful, yeah. How did you know I've got a whole collection of sort of cut-off help me look tough t-shirts in the cupboard? I, I, uh, one I, or two wife beaters in there. I think Gord is yeah. insult. I think he's insulting you. I think that's what's going on here. I'm just saying it's not your loudest shirt. It's it's good, but it's you can do better. So, Brett, I'll, listen. I'll take the criticism. We've uh, we've talked about some really interesting stuff over the last little while, and I've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed hearing your opinion and everybody else's opinion because we've got lots and lots of uh, of interaction during the course of these discussions. But really, today we get to hear you in your home territory because. Alternative energy is something you're passionate about. This is called the alternative, and, and every week we've talked about something that's, you know, slightly not in the mainstream, just left of center or right of center, and, and, and things that really we should be thinking about. And honestly, energy is such an obvious one because, again, ESCOM sent us the nice Christmas message. I don't know if you got it as well, that, oh, there might be some load shedding. And this is not, this is not going to go away anytime soon. I think we're all well well aware of the fact that these guys are in the business of of screwing up constantly, and I'm under no illusion that you know for the rest of of my life and for the rest of our lives, these guys are going to keep screwing up. Um, we need alternative energy sources. One of them is what you provide, but we've got to talk about the impact on the environment and everything else. And energy problems in South Africa are not going to go away in a hurry. So let's talk a little bit about your feelings on, on the alternatives in, in terms of energy. And then we'll talk a bit about your actual business, which we haven't done during the course of this discussion so far. Sure. Where to start? I think let's follow on to what you were saying around ESCOM and the, the problems with ESCOM. And it's, not, it's, not, it's really not a South African thing. China's at the moment having, <laughs> having massive coal shortages all over um, some of the bigger, bigger sort of uh, industrial uh, uh, provinces. Yeah, uh, we can't quite work out what the story is over there. They are fighting with Australia. They do get their call from Australia, and so there's a squabble happening over there. So they are having rolling blackouts. Um, America's had rolling blackouts quite regularly, actually, over the last twenty years or so. Um, it's not purely a South African thing; it's a global thing. The energy crisis is a global thing. Um, I'll, I'll, I guess the problems, if you think about it, I mean, I've often thought about it when uh, when electricity really burst onto the scene and Edison and his mates and all of them were getting together and working out how to monetize it um, and how to really roll it out properly. There was a big squabble about whether we go with AC power as the main delivery mechanism, yes. or DC power as the main de- uh, mechanism. We ended up with AC, which centralized it. Didn't that the problem with that? AC is that you have to generate it. Wasn't that because they like rigged it so that someone would be on the other current would be electrocuted really slowly. And so it horrified everyone and they, 
you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good for electrocution, but it's good for powering houses. And so they went with the incorrect yeah, one. Um, that's, that's part of the story. Like Edison pulled some dirty tricks there, didn't he? And look, he was a dirty fucker. Yeah. Or testers, right? It was AC or DC, and one was one guy's and the Great. other was the other guy's. So just tell us about that because I think a lot of people would be fascinated by it. Yeah. I'm not wrong. It's so, more or less. I don't know the full details of the story. My understanding yeah, I think, is that I think, they, were, uh, they were debating who was going to get the like license to power the first one of the first cities that were going to get electricity, and it was between Edison's either AC or DC and Tesla's the other one. And, uh, Tesla was winning because it's a more practical, better system. But then there was going to be the first. They decided they were going to use the electric chair, I think, for the first time or using the system mm-hmm. for the first time. And so they used the one that was best for city grid to electrocute a person. And it took so long that they eventually had to stop and finish him off another way. And he, like, burnt in front of people. And so the public sentiment against <laughs> Tesla's electricity system turned really bad because it's a horrible way to electrocute death, death sentences. And so they used Edison's shittier system because of that propaganda. That's my understanding of the story. Yeah, Might have some details a bit off, but that's more or less what happened. I sort of vaguely remember that being about accurate, but what a grisly, yeah. <laughs> like, what a grisly story. <laughs> guys, why don't we... Oh, it's bizarre. Why don't we say, go ahead, you guys knock yourselves out, because then they're going to do the electrocution, and, and their system, which doesn't massively overload yeah. the current, will turn the egg melting like... <laughs> what a horrible thing to do. I mean, can you imagine this is your strategy? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not convinced it was necessarily planned out to, in full detail like that. I think it might have sort of just played out that way, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's messy, and it really was vulgar. Uh, depending on your view on offing people that you don't agree with, uh, I think the, the death penalty in any form is, is, a, is a tough conversation. Um, but certainly sort of shocking the oak with not enough amperage is, is, is <laughs> <Yeah>. ugly. Really. <laughs> that whole discussion aside, if you get a death sentence, people, melting them with not enough electricity <laughs> for about four minutes is, is nowhere on the list of the best ways to do it. Yeah, you got, uh, yeah. You I, mean, got a I reckon sizzle. give him a rub track that takes him to a dark place and just let him off himself. Maybe that's a better way to do it. You got a sizzle. <laughs> you got to sizzle quite fast. You don't want the sizzling to take too long. All right, but <laughs> get, but get back to the point. Sorry, we so you we the mouth intact enough to yeah. scream. Okay, you were talking. We about someone's got to clean that shit up, mate. The fact that we're on the what AC system? You were saying <laughs> we are on the AC system. So as electrocutions go, we're on the good side of electricity. Um, yeah, so th- that sort of battle happened. That battle, what effectively happened at the, at the end of that battle is that we centralized uh, production of electricity. Because with a, a DC system, you can't run power that far. You certainly couldn't in those days. Um, but with an AC system, that, it's ideal for that. You generate a hell of a lot of current and a hell of a lot of, uh, of voltage at your, at your generation plants, and you can run them long, long, long distances and live with whatever power sort of drops you have along the way until it reaches each house. So you ended up with each country or each uh, state in America or each uh, sort of uh, municipality generating its own power and distributing its own power and being responsible for its own power, sort of globally. Um, And so you've got, as we've said in the show a hundred times, centralization is never the right approach or very, very, really the right approach. So you've centralized the power. You've given the, the distribution of power. Uh, to some oaks that uh, that have their own motivation for what they're trying to do over here. And so if you want something that's not what they're trying to give you, you've got problems. And then, of course, what happens is bureaucracy climbs in. 
uh, over time, the thing deteriorates, time decays everything, and you end up with the, what we've got here. You end up with aging infrastructure, uh, a whole lot of excuses, and no real plan to get it fixed. Yeah, and and, uh, and shitty administrations that steal the money instead of... Outrageous. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, it's, it's a big problem. Um, but the whole world is looking at alternatives, and there's some beautiful alternatives starting to sort of pop up. We... Uh, we went through, once we realized uh, what we were doing to the planet, really got to, to, the, to the real conscience of people and people really started embracing, hang on, we've got to make some changes over here, this can't carry on forever. Uh, then we started investigating what are all our options more seriously than we have up to now. Um, and of course, uh, we went first sort of full hog and said, right, let's get away from all this electricity shit. Let's get on to purely renewable stuff. No, no hydrocarbons, no burning anything, no destroying stuff that was built by the earth billions of years ago. Mm. Uh, let's use the sun and tap into its energy. Um, and let's use the wind and let's use waves and let's use whatever power sources we can from there. All of those can be converted into, into electricity fairly inefficiently. Uh, but they can be done, um, and they're, of course, renewable. Um, there's, it's not as clear-cut as that. Uh, you've got to have batteries to store the energy. Batteries are hugely Whoa. expensive uh, from a from – a, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, good. No, I was just saying that on that point of the batteries being expensive, like I, it's a thing that I follow just out of excitement and almost kind of optimism for the future and things I'd like to see be ubiquitous before I die. I'd like to see O's go to Mars. I'd like to see all, all cars be electric, et cetera. <laughs> But like this, these new solar roofs they're doing for Tesla, I watch people who like do a YouTube video of installing it and then a year later testing its efficiencies. They look quite good. I know that there's going to be a shitload of solar panels made of like difficult materials that will need recycling eventually. And they said that the wind turbines, those things are massive uh, problems when they need to be disposed of. So it seems very exciting to me. But I'm sure there's a realistic kind of back-to-earth perspective that you can probably provide. Because for me, seeing 90% of houses or living facilities with solar roofs providing 90% of the power in batteries that work is like a dream for me. Yeah. How far away from uh, that really being a thing? It would be a dream for humanity, right? I mean, Brett, that would be fantastic. That would be first prize. Would, would be fantastic, but it's only a step in the right direction. It's not It's not the answer. It's uh, It's a starting point. Even if you if you put uh, solar panels... And put back in everywhere, you're still going to have power requirements that that can't satisfy um, for a while. Uh, yeah. Everything's getting more efficient. We're getting closer to a point where things can work. Um, but at this point, uh, you're not going to be sort of generating the power for your car or for your roof. Um, and uh, your swimming pool pumps, are the, they chew power. They're really, really heavy. Now, there really? are things we can do um, solar wise to get there. But there is a hidden cost to solar, and we need to we need to accept that uh, for what it is. Uh, Which is what? wind, which is batteries are very expensive ecologically yeah. to manufacture, and they don't last very long. Yeah. So you haven't really completely solved the problem, but you're certainly moving in the right direction. And in well, terms that- of generating DC power, so all your computer equipment, all your relatively low. Uh, consumption devices, it's the right solution. You should be generating, we should be standardizing on USB-C as the only port in the house for DC power. Uh, It works at five volts and usually around three amps or 3.5 amps. Uh, Your solar power should be pumping into a battery and we should be distributing through the house on, on DC power through that and everything should just plug in. That's interesting. So we should be using USB-C because my my laptop uses that now and it's the only device that does. My phone's on a different one. All the plugs are obviously the old standard ones. USB-C, 
Is that yeah? Just look, we, it's we, more, the, it's so more the, effective. The, the the world is moving in that direction. Even Apple, who love to fucking bring out their own technologies and uh, yeah. and standardize on Apple standards for everything, are embracing USD because right. it, it's just it, it's a phenomenal. Uh, I mean, that's when they do that. Yes. Yeah. It even run nuts. charges for different Apple devices. It's fucking annoying. But once USB-C really becomes a proper standard, which it looks like it might actually do, you're going to be able to plug everything into there. Um, and you can you can power your laptop off it. You can uh, power your phones off it. And it can reverse. So if you've got a phone, you can sort of uh, power another phone off your phone, blah, blah, blah. It goes in both directions. And, of course, it's not just power. It's this beautiful sort of uh, serial adapter so you can get video out of it and you can get uh, sound out of it. And you, it really is uh, a big thing. Uh, once USB-C becomes completely standardized, uh, inter-device sort of communication will be a lot more impressive. I like so it. So if you've got a All device right. less than two or three years old, just appreciate that little plug, that little unsung <laughs> zero bastard that's going to uh, take... You know, you're right. You joke, but it is literally going to become the unsung hero of, uh, of uh, charging slash communication between devices. You, you know, um, Wow. Plugging your phone, you can see where it's going. You can have uh, computers in your pocket, which you eventually can be able to plug into a docking station. You can have your full laptop in front of you. It's been a dream for a hundred years, but it's starting to become a reality. It's so, it's so ubiquitous now that we don't even market it anymore. It's, it's kind of obvious it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we, we're, uh, we're now talking about something completely different. The point is that if we had USB-C adapters in every plug in every house and we were mm-hmm. generating electricity as a, a, a DC electricity uh, through a solar system straight into a, a, a battery, you don't need uh, an inverter to convert it to AC. So your your um, loss of power is is minimised. Uh, batteries right. today can can hold charge for a very 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 long time. You could easily power all your digital and electronic requirements of the house of solar power easily, no problem. Um, it's a it's definitely a part of the mix that we need in terms of uh, of energy going forward and getting ourselves to a world where we're not burning hydrocarbons. So just tell um, me, based on, on that discussion now, I mean, you, you run a business where you're basically providing people with a, a, a really quick and easy way to get started in terms of, of figuring out this, this alternative energy stuff. Why is gas right. good? I mean, obviously, you, you're partisan here, but that's precisely why we want your opinion on this, because you've right. had experience in this respect. Right. So... Um, DC power, like I say, beautiful. If you want to power your TV, you want to power your, this communication that we're having now, your Wi-Fi point, all of that sort of stuff. Once we need to generate heat, um, then it's a pretty inefficient mechanism to take heat from the sun, convert it to solar power, put it in a battery, convert it from the battery back into, into heat, because effectively the only way to do that with electricity, well, there's two ways. There's induction and there's, uh, there's just a... Yeah, that sounds, that, sounds like, that sounds like marrying your mother-in-law so that you can impress your wife. I mean, it just doesn't yeah. sound like a very sensible way to go. <laughs> it probably isn't. I mean, right. there's, there's pretty use cases for it. <laughs> but generally speaking, it's okay. not the best, uh, the best approach. No, Gord's probably got some input on this. Uh. He looks like he needs, some, needs to add some value. I'm not married and never have been, but I know a thing or two about mothers-in-law. Yes. <laughs> That's my demographic divorcee. Is that why you're not married? Sorry. Good. I, uh, <laughs> I'm like dessert. You save me for after. Okay, good. All right. That is the best part. <laughs> All right, back to the power issue. If yeah, you need I'm to generate heat, it, it, it's, uh, it's probably not your best bet anymore. 
mainly because he just needs a lot of krach. It really needs a lot of amps to, to really make a significant difference. In terms of uh, dishwashers, in terms of washing machines, and of course, in terms of heating water so that you can shower, mm. and uh, space, what we call space heating, so um, heating your ambient environment that you're sitting in so you can be warm in winter. Mm. Uh, comfortable in a shopping center, comfortable in a hotel if you want to go visit. The hotel can't very well say to you, there's some cloths, we're not warming you up because we're looking after the universe. Cooling, cooling also, fans, air conditioners, and cooling. 100%. We always need to warm things up, guys, but we often need to cool things up. Right. 100%. Absolutely right. So so there, your your renewable energy sources are not providing what we need yet. And that's why uh, we haven't managed to get off uh, hydrocarbons completely yet. Um, and so even, even if you take, even if you were to get yourself completely off the grid, you're going to need to supplement your, your uh, renewable energies with something that can give you that off. Um, and there's a whole lot of options and there's some very exciting technologies coming up. Yeah. Uh, China's doing very, very interesting work on, uh, on nuclear fission, which of course is uh, a nuclear reactor where you, where you squeeze uh, hydrogen atoms so hard that they become helium atoms and at the same time give off a whole lot of energy. Uh, they've never gotten it right. Nobody's ever gotten it right, but it looks like we're getting there. It looks like there is progress being made okay. along those lines. Yeah, also. It's a war of attrition, the Spish Vision. Um, and so the Germans, the British, the Chinese, they've been at it for like 20 100%. years. But now it still 100%. takes more power. To, the thing works, but it takes more power to get it working than it produces. But the theory, the prototype works. Well, I've like got the concept going. Seconds even. The problem is you can't contain that energy. And so the energy required to contain the energy is more than the energy that's produced by the energy. So it's a bit of a mess from that perspective. But they'll find it eventually. There's going to be a trick somewhere along the line over there, and it'll lead them down a new rabbit hole, and they'll start making some progress. And it looks like we're starting to get in that direction. Well, I, I, now, the beauty with I've got a few questions here from, from some people who are listening. Vincent says magnets may hold the future for energy as well. Magnets are amazing. Uh, there must be a way to generate energy with magnets. Uh, discuss for 20 months. Marks. Go ahead, Brett. <laughs> well, we do. That, I mean, that effectively, that's exactly how we generate electricity. You, you yeah. uh, boil water. Water gives off steam. Steam creates wind. Wind drives a turbine. The turbine's got batteries in it. And the batteries rotate, uh, creating an electromotive force. Uh, and that's how AC power is generated. So spot on. Absolutely right. Magnets are the trick. Uh, the problem with the magnets... Sorry? You're saying you kind of can't have electricity without them, really. Yeah, well, certainly not AC power. I mean, that, that's the definition of AC power is swapping the, the south and the north and the south and the south. North gives you the alternating current that you get. Um, so it, it, in a really sort of uh, uh, simple sense. Um, even, even wind turbines, exactly the same thing. It's effectively a car alternator uh, with a fan on the end um, and the wind's driving the alternator to, to generate electricity, um, which is also the same, the same concept. You have uh, batteries sort of... Uh, Mm. Uh, poles irritating each other, generating an electromotive force. Um, and and then the other question that somebody has is, and this is actually from Ruth, who is uh, asking questions about drugs earlier. So she's definitely uh, very versatile. She says, "Did you guys see the new tire coming out of China? It's like a bouncy support tire with no uh, air or punctures. That sounds very interesting." But she says she loves gas, especially for cooking because it is best for meals and she's only ever used gas on holiday and it's fantastic. So, I mean, this is where it really comes into its own. So you mentioned heating and cooling, um, but right. he heating in particular is something that you can do with gas, which is a lot cheaper and a lot more effective. Um, right. 
t- tell us about some of the technologies that are being developed there, apart from the obvious that, you know, propane and butane and a mixture of the two burns and right. provides you with heat. So in terms of gas, there's a lot going on, a hell of a lot going on. The, the beauty with gas, or the, the strength of gas has over some of the other hydrocarbons. If we, if we sort of put this thing on a whole continuum, you have on one edge, you have coal, mm. which is truly the fucking enemy of the earth. Yeah. Um, and on the other edge, you have uh, probably some form of fission where there's no byproduct and you're generating this electricity virtually for free because there's no shortage of atoms in the universe. Right. Um, and in between that, there's this whole spectrum that needs to be considered. And on the spectrum, we can draw points where we can say, right now, this is renewable. We're no longer burning hydrocarbons. This is uh, beyond renewables. We don't have to generate anything to generate the electricity or we only have to generate it once every 20 years and then it can make electricity for free for the next 20 years, whatever the case is. Um, and we can move along this path. On the hydrocarbon path, like I've alluded to, uh, coal is probably the biggest enemy, especially shitty coal, Mm. uh, which is what gets used a lot for generating electricity because it's just cheap and available and and there's just tons of it in the earth. So we just burn that shit. Um, And that that sort of gives... We hate them both. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I don't know if they, if they yeah, in burning oil to make electricity is, a, is not a, a great solution. Um, and then as you move up the sort of uh, the continuum, you get to better and better hydrocarbons along the way. Uh, petrol as a relatively good uh, use in cars. Uh, diesel with a turbocharger has become quite uh, useful in cars, especially if you put in a, a catalytic converter in the exhaust because you can remove a lot of the, a lot of the junk. Uh, gas has a higher calorific value than either of those gas. Gas, you're starting to top off the best that hydrocarbons can, can give you. It's, uh, it's very, 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 uh, energy efficient in terms of, uh, what you get out when you burn it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's portable and easy to store. It's relatively easy to produce. In other words, the costs of getting the stuff out of the earth or converting some other, let's say, a liquid to gas, uh, is relatively small. Um, and it burns very, very efficiently, especially on a, on a small sort of distributed model. So you take a bottle of gas and you put it in your house um, and you can have hot water or you can have uh, um, a hot room or you can cook on it for a, for a very long time. So that's where sort of gas is on the continuum of, of renewable energies or of, Do you, of clean you, energies. Do you walk the talk in this respect? Like your, is your whole house gas? 100%. The whole house runs off gas. I've got a gas jenny. Uh, when ESCOM does switch off the power, the gas jenny kicks in, um, and I can use the whole house like normal, running off gas. Wow, that's, that's I like fantastic. that. Yeah. yeah. Gen- generator. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> um, I, I, my, my philosophy in life is very much don't depend on state for anything. Yeah. Very much. Like I think I'm, that's I'm uh, that not is, mad about centralized power. No, but that's the that is the only sensible, responsible place to be. So when you, if you're on gas, I mean, obviously the benefits are like my brother's got a gas stove. So when, um, you know, when the power goes off, even if it's for an hour or two, he can still make coffee. He can still sure. cook his food. He can still. Are there still some limitations to gas, though? Are there still some things that you guys can't do that you're working on? So um, there are there's there's details that could be better. Um, things like uh, cooking with gas is awesome. Like uh, like uh, you can see what you're doing mm. first of all, and it's instantaneous. And those two things, from a cooking perspective, are, are very valuable. Uh, 
baking with gas is a different story. It's effectively a fucking furnace. I mean, there's just a, 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 a whole lot of heat coming out of the thing and very little control over it. So one of the areas... I'm about I'm about sticking things in the oven. I'm one of those preheat, set a timer, go do something else, guys. And hundred uh, percent, you know the right shit to rub on something, and then you just stick it in there. It comes out amazing. So <laughs> that's kind of a you're saying that's an incinerator, right? Cremations and stuff. that thing is basically yeah. That that's pretty much. I mean, you know, don't put don't make ash in that oven. It's not going to come out nice. Um, but they're working on it. They're making massive progress in terms of, because again, you know, you must also remember that what we tend to do is we tend to go, this is a shit solution. Let's go for a different solution. And then nobody looks at a hybrid and you know, the, the music's usually between the notes. Uh, electricity can complement gas very well and gas can complement electricity very well. And all the others, you know, the renewable energy sources Absolutely. can be backed up by non-renewable energy sources very well. Um, I think that ultimately our objective is to get to a point where we we having zero impact on the earth. But there's a long sort of time frame to get us there, um, and we need to look at it realistically. And while we're to, while we're to talking about the earth, I mean, because there are a lot of of people who are suddenly very worried about the planet, and rightly right. so. I mean, we've been treating it like a rubbish dump for the longest time. Right. But but right. gas is better because your byproducts are not so dangerous, right? Hundred percent. So it, it's uh, in terms of non-renewable, absolutely, it comes out of the earth. We have to we have to. There's a limited supply of it. Sure. Uh, but in terms of byproducts and uh, greenhouse gases and CO two emissions, it's probably uh, the best of the of the hydrocarbon uh, energy sources. Certainly of the relatively easily available energy sources. All right. So. Since this is the first time we've actually spoken about your business, just give us uh, all the details because it is the festive season. Maybe people are looking at uh, at changing up things, and maybe they want to give a, a gift of something. Like you've you've got all the appliances in your in your shop. I've been there. I, I was a customer before you started doing this feature with us, and right. they run a really sharp operation. I don't know how. Um, you guys keep as much gas on the premises as you do because that must make you nervous every single night when you go to sleep. But I mean, it's a, it's just unbelievable. You've got really smart people there who can advise you on everything. Go in, try it out. If you, even if you just start off with some, you know, some small uh, appliance and you want to try cooking on it, um, you can go and check out the gas company. They're in Centurion and they're really, really sharp. Cheers. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, we, we take, uh, we take training quite seriously. That's, uh, you know, again, like the show, uh, a lot of people are, are unaware of, of, uh, gases capacity and, and capabilities. Sure. Um, and so it's on us to get the guys educated and understand what, what the options are and how the thing works. So we take that quite seriously. Well, as you should. I mean, you know, it's, it's like anything when you're dealing with power and that's essentially yeah. what gas is, then you, you, you need to be on top of your game otherwise you could cause yourself some serious damage and like anything else it's it's dangerous because it contains all of that explosive capability all of that ability to generate energy correct absolutely right Uh, i always like to point out though that the number of people that die from electricity um, are are substantially higher than gas gas is a reasonably safe energy source Uh, a lot of the things you believe about gas from scare tactics are not true gas bottles can't explode they can't swallow up their own uh, their own flames. Yeah, uh, no, it's not. Gas. It's not even a contest. <laughs> yeah, no, it isn't. In electricity, literally, you have a, an extension plug that gets wet. It doesn't make a sound. It just bites you. Uh, electricity, uh, gas, you can smell it from a mile away. Um, so uh, while there are there are of course there's cases where uh, bad things have happened as a result of, of human stupidity and gas. Um, they're much smaller numbers globally than there are around electricity because electricity is a silent killer. 
Well, listen, man, uh, happy holidays and happy holidays. And to you, is this your last show? This is our last show for the year. Cliffcentral.com.